Hey. Joe House is the Sam Elliott of this podcast. Yes. Are you Bradley Cooper? He's my half brother. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, cool. am I Bradley Cooper? <laughs> yeah. Just wondering. Wow. This will be a short podcast if that's the case. If so, um, let's get into it. But first, let's just say this is presented by State Farm. Here to help make life go right. That's correct, yeah. House. Who needs anything and more than like that? Like a good neighbor. Okay. <laughs> that's what I know. Oh, that's we're catching up. We're yeah. coming up a long layoff, much Ooh. like Gordon Hayward. And there's so much to discuss in the NBA gossip, rumors, real estate world. There's actually a real estate item that we're going to discuss. So I didn't even put on the rundown. Oh, I can't. I love a surprise I'm item. I'm going to sabotage you with it. Um, it has to do with a retired player and Uh-oh. his poor man cave. But we'll talk about that later. We're also going to talk about um, the Celtics. We're going to do some bad things. Bad things. Good. We'll do a, a little East Coast team room. Uh, concern trolling rumor mongering rumor mongering yes. we'll make some predictions in our sources say way but first we'll talk about the news of the week and the biggest news of the week take me to the great lakes take me to the great lakes in the state of minnesota we got to talk about jimmy butler is is there any news he's still on the timberwolves he's still that's on the timberwolves that's the news. i mean that is news to me is it not news to you of course. so the most recent thing that i think just to give us the t- the topper is just that glenn taylor and jimmy butler met and glenn taylor was like i'm gonna try and find a trade trade destination for you it's my team i'm gonna try and do this please chill out and practice a little bit yes yeah be a professional and as now everyone knows he did not chill out and practice he 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 has not been chilling practice now what does that mean be a professional i think it means stop cursing out the guy i gave 190 million dollars to right so there's kind of like a three-headed problem in Mm -hmm. minnesota there's jimmy butler who do you consider him a problem first of all i mean of course he's dramatic and everything he's done has been problematic, but is he like, is he a problem teammate? Do you, do you trade yes. for him? Do, mean, oh, do what would you, would I trade for him? Yes. Um, if I were the Sixers, for instance, it would depend on who I was sending the other way. Mm-hmm. There are certain personalities in the Sixers locker room that I think could handle the Jimmy Butler experience. And there are certain personalities that I don't think can handle the Jimmy Butler experience. Well, I think this version of Jimmy Butler is kind of a, a new one, right? There's been a revelation here about uh, his, his exertion of will we've known in terms of like, his ball dominance and the way that he controls fourth quarters in his professional career, his effectiveness as a basketball player, he has a certain assertion of will. But this is the first time we've seen like a public Jimmy Butler saying, I'm going to, I want to be in a, in a different kind of thing, like a franchise directing kind of uh, uh, Jimmy Butler. And he's kind of a dick. Sure. And, and, yeah. I, and I dig it. I, I dig it too. I think the question is, do you build around that? Because, no. or do you trade, do you trade for that? No, I don't think that 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 plan was ever to build around Jimmy. I think Jimmy was supposed to ratify Cat and Wiggs. He was supposed and to, and he did the exact opposite. Right. He's so like, I'm going to tear these guys down. Those are the two other problems. One is Carl Anthony Towns recently extended. He only signed the extension um, after Jimmy Butler <laughs> after demanded after a trade. trade. Yeah. I don't think he thought Jimmy Butler would still be on the team at this point in the young season, the young as it can be. Yes. And then the other issue is Wiggins, who is a bit more of a quiet problem, but. Every time there's a story about like what's going on in Minnesota, like in the fourth or fifth paragraph, it's like, right. And then there's the Wiggins situation. Yes. And the Wiggins situation has kind of been this, this undercurrent of this whole story, this subtext, because initially when Jimmy Butler first asked for his trade, the Wiggins family at large was brought in because Steven Jackson was talking trash about Andrew Wiggins and then Nick Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins' brother, was like, hallelujah, when yes. Jimmy Butler was going to get traded. So there's been some problems there. But then at the notorious, infamous uh, you and need me practice, <laughs> at the end of the practice, even though he had been the, like, the target of a lot of the, the vitriol, Jimmy Butler apparently dapped up. Uh, Andrew Wiggins apparently dapped up Jimmy Butler. Right. So it's really like a three-way problem of disliking each other among these three stars. And then when the story first came out, one of the rumors on the internet was that 
Towns had been dating the same woman for a long time. And last season, um, I had heard rumors that he only cared about his stat sheet and his girlfriend. And then they were suddenly broken up. And then he really started caring about his stat sheet. <laughs> and then he started really caring about only his stats. And the rumor was that like maybe something happened between her and Jimmy. Everyone's denied it. There's no evidence this is true. But that's the kind of, that's like the most insidious room, like rumor you can have in your locker room. True or not. Like that just is very bad for team morale. Well, look, this is sources say, yeah. and I'm so happy to be here <laughs> for, for this moment. You don't discuss this on Friday for Rolling? This, <laughs> it doesn't come up on Shack House either. It's, it's Friday Rolling is usually Joe and Bill rubbing each other down with baby oil, giving picks in the NFL. The worst <laughs> like, picks, the worst yeah. picks. Not just picks, but really bad picks. We give the, the, the betting world an opportunity to fade the F out of us. But the terrific thing about this rumor is obviously it is true wow. because every time there is any disagreement, this is the the NBA. We know this. Anytime there's any disagreement between players, there is one of two causes. It is either money or females. Yeah. And, we, and, 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 and that's where we are. Yeah. It's like the spur, like the Spurs had that. Rumor as well. I mean, it's it's the come Spurs up. did conquer and that. It wasn't a rumor. Yeah, to be fair, it happens. It's not necessarily a death sentence no, for your not. team. No, it's yeah. not. Wait, wait, wait. The Barry left. Yeah, the Barry but had like to the leave. Spurs moved and on, they, and yeah. then they moved on. Yeah, it wasn't like they like. Well, we got to wrap well, up the franchise here. And in that Fire situ- pop. in that situation, the team would be getting behind was behind Parker, who's the Butler here. Yeah, and this is the opposite. That's so like, rude. It seems like they're investing in towns who they drafted. I mean, it's really, it's a, it's a different situation, but it is like true or not. That's just so bad for morale. And they're still on the same team. Yeah. There's one other uh, prong to this whole thing. Please tell us, Chris. It's the Tibbs versus Glenn Taylor beef. Right. So Tom Thibodeau co-signed the Jimmy Butler experience here. He was like, this is what we need to take our team to the next level. This I mean, it wasn't a co-sign, need. right? Yeah, he was like, he, this, he, we're a package deal. He, 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 right. He initiated. Yes. He was like, I got to have my send, guy. Send Zach Levine and Chris Dunn to Chicago for, uh, and what wound up being with Laurie Markkinen for Jimmy Butler. And the infamous F plus. Jimmy Butler demands a trade. Jimmy Butler has Tom Thibodeau fly to Los Angeles to reiterate, I want to be traded. Tom Thibodeau doesn't want to trade Jimmy Butler. And apparently, Glenn Taylor went over Tom Thibodeau's head and said, we're open for business. By all means, send me your best offers for for Jimmy Butler. And then Tom Thibodeau is reportedly sabotaging those trade talks. Right. So somebody thinks they have a deal going with Glenn Taylor. They call the office. Tibbs picks up. Scott Layton picks up. And they're like, no, we're going to either need all this other stuff that you didn't think you were going to have to add uh, or... We're just not doing the deal at all. And the best, my favorite rumor, and this has been shot down, but we have to say it, is that uh, Miami and Minnesota were very close to making a deal that was like Josh Richardson and whatever else. At the very last second, Tom Thibodeau called Pat Riley, allegedly, and said, I'm going to need a sweetener. You got to take Gorgie Dang off my hands. <laughs> and Pat Riley called him a motherfucker and hung up. I bet he did it. <laughs> I know he did it. No, he did. He did not do it. Yeah, he did. He said he didn't do it. He did I it. can't possibly imagine a man as dapper as Pat Riley doing that. Oh, he dropped but the But it's just effort. like, this story is just bringing in all of my favorite people. It's pretty amazing. And then he also, at the end of that quote, I mean, because he's Pat Riley and like won't let this kind of thing bother yeah. him. At the end, he was like, but I did call Danny Anja. And then that's the, yes. that's the end of it. Which Can is just also that's fantastic. Quickly mentioned Glenn Taylor. Kind of like, I, we don't get like millionaires like this anymore where they're like, I made my money off of paper printing. This <laughs> is like, what? <laughs> this is like ball uh, bearings. I think it's, it's like, like a character like, in Fletch. It's like all the owners in the NFL. I yeah, mean, but like the older I'm, guys, right? Yeah, like now the new guys are like, I have an app that listens to what you say on the phone. Yeah, I mean, that does get That's, at kind of like the two types of owners that yeah. are in all leagues. And I think the NBA is more, yes. de- the NFL has fewer new owners. So the NBA is a little bit more divided. It's like more like, it's like new money versus old money. Yeah, sure. Hedge fund dudes. Yeah, the hedge fund, like yeah. the, the Lazarys, the Edens. Like Josh Harris. Josh Harris. Word. Mark Cuban, Word. like all of like all of the guys who got rich Rockets recently, owner, yeah, yeah, who just like okay, I'm gonna get a team. It's like the prestige buy or yeah. whatever, and it is a kind of a different view, I, as far as I can tell from my outside perspective. Seems like, <laughs> as far as I can tell, is knowing very little what it's like to be a billionaire 
ordered on an NBA team, it does seem like there's a real difference. In or to create a fortune layers. off of a paper printing company. Well, that, yeah, that, it makes me think of that office um, fake commercial. There are like uh, limitless pop- possibilities in a paperless world. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the saddest, like low key, the saddest thing ever on the office. It's like about like a fading business. Anyway. And sorry. yet entirely on brand because it takes somebody from the oldest of old schools to commit the mistake that Glenn Taylor made to repeat the mistake that Glenn Taylor made. We have learned so many times across sports, you do not give a new coach GM responsibility as well. It is a failure. There have been no successes with it. There are no documented successes. You can try and say, oh, Belichick this or what I... I re- reject it. Especially I not in this day and age. No. Not, not in this, in this day, and day and age. And the real story here, like it's fun to talk about Jimmy Butler and KAT and Wiggins and all that stuff. What this really is about is the epic failure. Capital. All caps. All caps. All caps. <laughs> We're so happy for you, man. Epic failure of Tom Thibodeau. How does he come back from this? He has done a terrible job coaching. He has done a terrible job with the chemistry experiment. And he's done a terrible job at the GM role. What is his next job? Well, the coaching fraternity is a strong fraternity. And I feel like Tom Thibodeau is in the higher tier of guys. Like whenever people are talking about Tibbs, it's nobody outworks Tibbs. Tibbs is a genius. So I feel like if Tom Thibodeau does lose his job in Minnesota, which has been suggested is this is going to be his last season there either way, I think he's going to be fine. You know what I mean? I don't know that he's ever going to get this kind of job again, but like this guy could be, he could be coaching the magic next they year. They gave him the keys to a Cadillac and he drove into a wall. I think he just, he, you're right, he can't be the GM. I feel like the other thing that protects him is he's like in the team, Team USA hive. Like he gets the uh, assistant coaching yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So when you're when you're in, uh, embedded like that with both like Coach K and Pop, and then like he obviously the so is he coaching on a new Team USA? It's, it's he was Pop, an assistant Kerr, coach. And Jay Wright. He yeah, he's not anymore. I think he was part of the Coach Big look K. For Jay Wright. Huge luck. One of our most handsome coaches. Yeah, speaking <laughs> Quinn Snyder yeah. and Jay Wright. They can't They're let Tony handsomes. Bennett coach on that team. No. He's going to be too handsome. <laughs> no, keep him away. <laughs> um, but I do, but like he does have like some like, you know, deep roots in, in basketball and whatnot. And also it just sounds like Glenn Taylor made all the wrong investments. Like, in, like would you have chosen KAT over Butler, which is kind of what it seems like happened and I, backfired? I, I would 1 million percent sure. choose KAT yeah, over me too. Butler. Not even, this is not even a conversation. We did, just, no we did select him in the draft. Yeah, Jimmy you Butler. Selected him. You literally selected yeah. him over no, Jimmy Butler. Butler is I like great. Dance. Jimmy Butler is definitely a top fifteen, top twenty player. He's twenty nine. You're gonna have to pay him a ton of money in the bad years of his career. This is gonna keep happening in the NBA, where we get these baseball type contracts, where you got these pool holes dudes that you're paying forty million to with one leg in their mid thirties. I think maybe not. I think we might be approaching the end of that. So Who, you think who's going to pay Jimmy Butler? Somebody's going to pay Jimmy well, it's Butler. It's got to be somebody like Sacramento or it's, it needs There's he too many teams in New Orleans. There's too many teams that are like too scared of nobody coming to their games. Th- and that's first right. of all, I'll tell you that's exactly right. who's going to pay Jimmy Butler is Miami. Miami. Jimmy and that's Butler. like really yeah. the only team that makes sense for him and I love it. I'm all in on Jimmy Butler to the heat. I think it's it's perfect. It's the anti-Pat Riley for him to overpay for a guy at this stage of his career. Yeah, but they're not going to be, he's not going to have that opportunity again because they're, they're too cap tied up. They don't really have good picks because they always wind up like being trade competitive them, yeah. and being in the middle or they've traded they've them. Traded them yeah. And it just seems like th- to get a big player, they're going to need to get his bird rights like this. Wow. I, I hope he ends up on the Heat. I think that would be fun. It also would be a really good wrinkle for the East. Like that would yeah, be great. Yeah, it would be great. Kawhi and yeah, Jimmy and then the Celtics kids and Giannis <laughs> and all, yeah, all and that talent in the East. Yeah. And Brad Beal. And Brad Beal, yeah. New, newly uh, slimmed down. We'll, we'll come, get down. We'll, we'll, get we'll to come back to him in a minute. Uh, I'm really excited to watch this play out. I can't believe he's still on the team. I was in Europe when this broke like three or four weeks ago. <laughs> continental I, drop. Continental drop. Yeah, south I, of France. Let's I, to be specific I missed, about yes, it. thank you. I was in France when this occurred. I recall... Wasn't I was like, Jimmy Butler in France when he found out he got traded? He was in Paris. Last year? Yeah, he was playing dominoes. Wow. France is where it all happens. <laughs> <laughs> also, another Butler and Wade are really good friends, which is another reason for Jimmy to go to the Heat. That, that makes a lot of sense. He, yeah. he really is the evolutionary Wade. They both went to Marquette. Then yeah. the Chicago connection yeah. as well. Word, so word, let's word. get Jimmy to Miami. Let's do it. I'll miss like the drama, it. though. Um, other big news of the week, particularly regional news here. Um, Drake and Migos sold out several nights at Staples Center. Yeah. Uh, if you have an Instagram account, you surely know someone who posted a video from it <laughs> and uh, including Adele who went and I want to talk about her again in one moment. And notably on night two, LeBron James came out as the hype man for um, the Drake and Travis Scott song, right? Yeah. 
Uh, that's popular at SoulCycle, that song. They played it yesterday. Sicko Mode? Yeah. Sicko Mode's probably going to be like, remember when we were first, like Lob City was still going, it was like trophies was uh-huh. what they would dunk to in the pregame. I think Sicko Mode's taking the, the trophy spot this year. Interesting. It's going to be played a lot. Okay. That's cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner will end within the next year. So I wonder how that will affect his NBA stock. Up I or think down. he'll be fine. Well, as long as he's got the James Harden cosign, I guess. Oh, you think that that matters that much? Uh, yeah, I think it does matter. Oh, for Travis. For I Travis. see what you're saying. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, anyway, Dra- uh, LeBron came out and he was Drake's hype man. And I think there's a lot of there's a lot of ramifications of this. Like a lot. First of all, LeBron, as Bill noted, I don't believe he was mic'd up at all. He was just dancing. Yeah, he was just getting the crowd hyped. He was just like and be- it was like being it was like hyped. apparently according. To Fennessy, Sean Fennessy, who was at the concert, gave me this report. The Leslie Stahl of Drake concerts. Oh, wow. Um, he was like, <laughs> you know, Drake, Travis Scott comes out. Everybody goes nuts. They're going to play sicko mode. And then they bring LeBron out and the place. was just like pandemonium. The Who live at Leeds. That's what it was like, basically. I feel lucky that LeBron is a Laker. I well, As soon as he ended up on the team, I was like, of course, this makes so much sense. I've been lucky to work in sports for the for his peak. But like it would have been better if he'd been on the Lakers the whole time. Like, it just would have been dope because he's meant to be a star and this is, like, what he should be doing. Your Lakers exceptionalism is one of the weirdest (laughs) things about you. It is. It is. You grew up in New York. How could you be like, I wish the Lakers had had LeBron this entire time? Because he is, like, the ultimate star of my generation. Like, I, I really think he's, like, a top five celebrity of my lifetime. Okay. And he should have been on the Lakers. And it just makes so much sense. And I also think it's interesting that he's, like, being the hype man here because I think that like for this Lakers team to be as successful as a lot of us think he will be, he actually has to be like a good teammate. He can't be like subtweeting. He can't pull the shit that he pulled in uh in Cleveland in like 2015. So it seems like, it seems like Drake and LeBron, they also Drake appeared on LeBron's yes. TV show and talked about Kanye West. It seems like Drake and LeBron are really like bonding and it is calculated. Do you think that this means that Drake leaves behind the Raptors? Well, one of the wrinkle I want to throw in here. I don't think Drake will do that. I think Drake, Drake is so sentimental. It's one he's, of the reasons why he's so popular. Yeah. And if he were to do that, it would be a massive strike for his brand. Like he just If he can't. was to abandon the six, the disloyalty oh, yeah. the of the T dot, he no could way. never do it. No, no but no. I will. No. I will say bad timing, um, sportswear wise, because Drake is with Adidas and mm. LeBron has a lifetime deal with Nike. I wonder if Drake can like get out of that or something. I do think that is like a factor. I'm not joking. Okay. As a brand Jordan ambassador, so <laughs> I, let me. Let nothing's me. Sh- more surprising that you're not wearing your PSG sweatshirt today. I thought about it. Yeah. I thought about wearing my PSG sweatshirt. Thanks for bringing it up. But um, I think it's a little overexposed on my social media. So <laughs> <laughs> just trying, just trying to keep it real with Clay. Okay. USA yeah, Clay. That is that is Clay. Um. I also I also think that LeBron like the, I think this will happen all season. I don't think this is just off season LeBron. Like I think he'll show up at major shows. Uh, yeah, I mean, why why else live here if you can't go out and have fun? I don't know. A lot of footage of LeBron riding around in cars, very true to the Los Angeles experience. And then a couple weeks ago, they had a preseason game in San Diego, and afterwards, LeBron was in a chopper. Sure. That's- okay. I have a question that's been bothering me for a really long time. Okay. What? How far can you fly in a helicopter? Well, it's like a military one. Just, I mean, I don't not necessarily like an Apache, on, but like on Grey's you know, Anatomy, they like will go like a few hours, like to get to get organs. A couple hours. Yeah. Okay. A couple I hours. feel like in movies, helicopters are often like we don't have enough fuel to get back. <laughs> so I, I'm sure you can get from Brentwood to downtown Los Angeles. But if I were LeBron, I would just probably just get a police escort and take you in the ten, man. I bet if I were, if I were LeBron, he's living in Brentwood. He's got he's you know he's you take a, a lime every day. Just scoot, I would take a down. lime bike. That would be very Miami LeBron of him. Um, I would helicopter from UCLA Hospital to the Kobe pad at uh, LA Life. I can feel the hot takes coming. <laughs> LeBron is taking up a helipad from a, a emergency room. Okay, fine, a different building at UCLA. Yeah. I'm just just saying, barring any organ transplants or emergencies, I don't know. LA has so many helicopters. Like, what? why not just add one more? He can just have Noisy. his own helipad at, at one of the two houses that he bought. The two mansions back to back. Can he put no, a No, because you're not allowed there? to have a helicopter land in residential Brentwood. That's the problem. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But UCLA is really close. Like, you you probably live in a nice neighborhood in D.C. Fine. Would you be mad if a helicopter landed next door every, See, like, two nights a week? Yeah, I wouldn't love it, but I will say <laughs> D.C., the copters are constant because it's of the, the, the politics. But I have a chopper. There's a, there's a helipad that's right near my house yeah, for li- children's we hospital. We live near hospital. And it gets pretty loud. Yeah, mm. it's really loud. Yeah. I'm even closer to it. And it, I, I, the only reason why I'm like, that's fine is because I know it's probably for really important medical work. Right. If it was just to make sure LeBron made shoot around, I'd be a little annoyed. I don't 
know. It seemed like for Kobe, for all the years he was doing it from Newport, like no one really complained. It just became like an oddity when we learned about it. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess uh, everything's different for Kobe. Yeah, he's a different, different kind of guy. Um, a couple more things about LeBron. He notably has not been seen out and about LA really since um, he first signed here, since he like went to that dinner uh, in Beverly Hills and he went to a Votrasante in Brentwood, which is like not that good. No offense to Votrasante. Mm, I just wow. think he could have gone to like farm you shop been? or something. No. Okay. It's well, it's, fine. We're talking food. Invite. Just talking food. Um, I think that's interesting. I just think that everything he's doing is super calculated and I'm here for it. I like it. I just think this is a great brand management. And um, I think that it's it, his young teammates is something to learn from it. It's going to be a, a terrific success story. I think he's arrived. See, I'm, I'm, I differ from you in the sense that uh, his stardom, the building of his mm-hmm. stardom, it was proper in Cleveland. And the South Beach thing elevated it to a whole nother deal. That South Beach, that Miami yeah, flavor. Yeah, riding bikes. Yes, right. exactly. The, Savannah opened the juice shop. Right, right. That that whole lifestyle, all of that has, has we're, we're at peak LeBron right now. It is the culmination. And as much as I regret and resent it, I'm glad that he's on the Lakers because of the moment that he's at, what he means to the league. The only two places for him at this stage of his career, L.A. or New York, which is why I'm praying for KD to go to the Knicks next year. I want to perpetrate those rumors. I want to do whatever I can to help make that happen. Charks wrote about that for the site last week, or was it a couple days ago? I've lost track of time. Um, Very pervasive rumors. Like I think like almost so much that – like, the, like, last year at this time, LeBron to the Lakers was still really a whisper. It wasn't, like, an open talking point. But KD to the Knicks is, like, just something we wrote about it. Like, it's out there. Yeah, it's, well, I think also as each year goes by, these things get so contagious. So now it's, like, if you hear anything, unless the player does what Kyrie does and comes out and is, like, I'm signing with Boston when I can, mm-hmm. it it really is, like, there's no controlling it. So in some ways, KD not being, like, KD not coming out and saying, like, I'm not going to the Knicks, I'm going to sign with Golden State. He's been pretty much, like, I'm going to go through free agency and I'm going to be transparent about it. It just, it just breeds it so that it becomes, like, this contagious viral thing. Yeah. I think I figured out why you are so excited about LeBron on the Lakers. Because I like to be near the center of power. I think this is LeBron becoming Brad Pitt on Ocean's Eleven. Oh, wow. Where it's like, he's been the most famous person in the world and he's the most famous basketball player. But now it's not like he's taking a backseat, but he is like, this is the perfect platform for all of his charms. Are you saying he's like Brad Pitt during that era or he's yes. like rusty? No, he's Brad you're, Pitt so in you're that re- era. So you're referencing the best podcast of all time yeah. is, what, is what you're saying. <laughs> when Bill talked to Matt Damon yes. yeah. and Matt Damon told the story about yeah. how they were like, George, Matt, and Brad were in Europe promoting Ocean's Eleven. And they're like, Brad, go that way. Cause a diversion. And then they yes. can like slip out the back. This is going to allow Lonzo and Kuz and Hart and Ingram to like naturally grow up because everybody's going to be paying attention to Brad, LeBron. But at the same time, on screen, we're going to see super passes, having fun, going to Drake, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just like a great moment for him. I think you've really, I've come around on this. I also just like watching people have fun and be happy. We will talk about this uh, later in the day when we talk about the best LeBron and my favorite LeBron is when he's happy. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Smiley guy. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Should we talk about some things that happened this summer that we just didn't get a touch upon? Yeah, absolutely. It's your show. I'm, I'm here. House didn't, did, I'm hasn't here seen a star is born. So all this is going to be news to him. Should we just give you a play by play of the, one of the finest movies in a long time? <laughs> it's a great song. I absolutely love this song. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. It's a little Greg Luganis for you guys. Um, some quick summer catch-up. We got to talk about the, the Jenner family, Kardashian Jenners. We do. Because L.A. is the center of uh, NBA summer. Uh-oh. Ben Simmons started the summer dating Kendall Jenner. It included a run-in. They were living out here. They were, they were hanging out here. It included a run-in with Donovan Mitchell and Tinashe. They yeah. like were all like in the same clubs. On, on purpose? I don't think so. I think that's genuine that Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell don't like each other. Huh. Why? It works for me. I don't know. Ben Simmons has a lot of NBA friends. Well, he's from Australia. He hasn't been here very long. He doesn't long. have a lot of NBA friends. Who's he hanging with? I mean, besides the Sixers guys? He doesn't really hang with them. It sure he does. Okay, maybe on like their team sanctioned trip to China. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is he hanging out with people in the league? Uh, I don't know why you're trying to make him seem like such an outsider. I just think he's doing him and that's fine. He's really good. I love Ben Simmons. Again, we drafted him. Okay. I I like him a lot. Don't concern troll Ben Simmons. He's like the most solid player on the Sixers. Many of the best athletes don't have a lot of friends in their sport. Like Aaron Rodgers. Does he have friends in football? 
I think or his family. I think his team loves him. No, they don't. What? Aaron Rodgers' teammates? They I, depend on him to like make right, money. Let's move on. Yeah. He's the best quarterback <laughs> in football. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, just be, and Ben Simmons could be one of the best point forwards in the NBA. That doesn't mean his teammates are going to enjoy being along for the ride, except for the winning. I and I, the triple doubles and the passes and everything. How he makes all of them better. Ben Simmons. I'm in. I really all like right. him. But. Uh, he was dating Kendall Jenner. Yeah. It was very high profile. And then they quietly broke up very quickly. And now he's moved on to a new model. Her name is Ashley Moore. She seemed nice. I think they're together. That hasn't really been confirmed. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure he's really worried if she seems nice, but I think she probably is. <laughs> My advice to Ben Simmons, there is a great American. This is a, he's a true American hero. And I can't believe I'm saying this because I rooted against him most of my adult life. Derek Jeter is the model. Mm. If you want to be a successful athlete in the United States, and beloved, hone your craft, work hard, keep your head down, help your team win. And date hot women. And date hot women. <laughs> Ashley Moore has a really serious Twitter. Okay. Yeah. That's why Ben decided to date her. Yeah. It's like the good ones go if you wait Can too I long. Look at this? God says, pray oh, for your enemies. I need my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> this is creepy. You and me reading Ashley Moore's Twitter account. <laughs> She's like 20 years old. I think. Oh, I'm God. blessed to be stuck with you. Should I hope this child. is about Ben Simmons. I hope it is too. I mean, to be honest, the reports of them, like maybe dating are about a month old. And I don't know if I can keep up with Ben Simmons dating cycle. Like, okay. It's like a half-life for each of these girlfriends. That makes sense. But yeah, he's Ben Simmons. He's a youth. I, I hope he has a, a great, a great, uh, the, a great season me and too. career. He, I think, I believe he broke up with Kendall Jenner before Kylie Jenner's 21st birthday, which occurred in August. And therefore, he didn't hang out with Kevin Durant, who did attend a portion of it. I did some deep stalking of this birthday on uh, Instagram. Would you say that this is the social event of the summer? Good question. No, I don't think so. Was there something that replaced it? Uh, I just think that the I think that the, the Kardashian Jenner effect on the NBA has been um, very clear. Mm-hmm. I think the Tristan Thompson situation last year was bad, so I just think that they're not like huge with the NBA players anymore. Uh, okay, I think I, I whatever. But Kevin Kevin Durant attended Kylie Jenner's twenty first birthday. I just wanted to note that. Um, a lot of new dads in the league. <laughs> this is Juliet Core right here. Go for it. <laughs> I know it's Andrew happening. Wiggins, October fourteenth, a few oh, days ago. I didn't know or, that. It was last Thursday. I take that back. October eleventh. Congrats, Lonzo. Yeah, and then very importantly, Bradley Beal and Candace Buckner who we are fans of. Yes, Washington um, Post. The DC, yeah. Yeah. She wrote a great article yesterday that I really enjoyed about Austin Rivers and Bradley Beal both having kids in this offseason. And Bradley Beal... Don't leave out Yama Hidmi. And he's in the article too. Yeah. But it's not his first kid. That's why it's a different class. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Sorry. <laughs> Beal admitted to putting on 20 pounds when his partner was pregnant. They had pizza and ice cream late night. House. Every night, yeah. Well, how do you feel about this? Not even I did that. And I, I pizza and ice cream are two of the, the, of, the, of the five foundational foods in my life. And when, when my wife was pregnant with our son, I did not put on any sympathy weight. I think it was an excuse <laughs> for Brad Beal to, to just go do him. He's, he's, he's been pulled in a lot of directions. He came into the league as a youth. He's still finding his way. He had the opportunity to really alpha dog the almost bullets uh, for a portion last season when uh, John Wall went out. And he had did a pretty good job, but he couldn't like quite take them to the next level. And I think he's in the right frame of mind. I'm doing he me. He dropped the weight. He just, of course he did. He's a, he's a, a world-class athlete. I it's, will say he, he said in the article that as soon as the season ended, he was able to drop the weight, which I know a lot of players gain weight over the course of the yeah. season. But I also just feel like that, I feel like the the wizards might saddle him. It's down also a like you're not you're not Christian Bale. Just stay at like a normal weight. You're a professional athlete. <laughs> you're not in vice yeah, playing, you're not Dick, playing Cheney. Dick Cheney. So just go ahead. <laughs> I think it's great that he did this. I too love pizza and ice cream. Yeah. I also understand the trap involved in pizza and ice cream, which is that if you get yourself in the pizza and ice cream zone, you can just consume a ton of it before the problems start to hit sure. stomach-wise. Yeah. So I, I appreciate the fact that he did this. It's funny that it's like a real angel and devil thing where it's like Bradley Beal is like, I ate pizza and ice cream all summer. Yeah. And then John Wall's like, I fucking go out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, I love which one's the angel and which yeah. one's the devil. Yeah. House, if you had to emotionally invest in just one, who do you pick? Oh, it's Brad Beal. He he surpassed Wall. I, I did in, emotionally invest. I did emotionally invest in John Wall. I was so a staunch John Wall defender. I still support John Wall. Yeah. I'm on Team Beal. I moved over. Wow. Well, I just. John Wall is the Jackson Maine of the NBA. <laughs> House doesn't get that joke. He hasn't seen a star is born. I don't know it. I, mean, I pretend that was when a John Wall walks in the club. It? It's like <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, in that same article, Austin Rivers' new almost bullet is quit is quoted. He also just had a child. I think 
I have to say, Austin Rivers has only grown on me since the emotional press conference two years ago with his bleeding face talking about how much he loved Jamal Crawford. And ever since, and he, this is what he said. Uh, he didn't name his son Austin Rivers Jr. And he said, I didn't want to put that on him. I grew up in a tough spot. I know how that is. Naming him Austin Jr. would have been like, now he's got to live up to my name and his grandfather's <laughs> name. And now it gets really good. I know. He probably can't live up to him. It's fine house. Forget it. I just don't want to say anything bad. And then you look at my sisters with Seth Curry. They have a baby together. So his uncle is Seth and and Steph. It's like a basketball family. He's saying his own child's uncles are Seth and Steph. Yes, I got and, it. And uh, this is wild. Yeah. I, this has been my favorite storyline for a while. And thanks to Austin Rivers for putting it in print. The Riverses and the Currys together. <laughs> it's a great basketball family. There should be something from that lineage. I think Callie played college volleyball too. So like these kids better, be, this kid better be good at yeah. sports. Yeah, All I mean, the, the ceiling is Steph. So- Will one of the these floor kids, is the ceiling, would you say? The ceiling. The ceiling is the floor, right? The ceiling is well, the floor, right? Awesome. No, the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. That's, That's what Michael it. Jordan said. Um, I did at one point in the summer find Seth Curry and Callie Rivers' baby registry. It's still out there. You can, what are, what some, are you going to buy? What are some cool things on there? Um, Let's buy something. Let, should we buy something on air for yes. their baby registry? Let's find it. Let's find it. Most, should we use Bill's as Amex? As long as it's not a $3,000. <laughs> just a lot of clothes. Really we could send stuff. Bill's personal chef. Let's do it. What, we, have to, we have time to kill. Let's go. I feel awkward now. <laughs> no. Oh, come on. Why? why? You, you just said it's your favorite story. Let's I, make ourselves part of it. I just think it's it. cool. I just, it's kind of like the Starks and the Targaryens coming together in Game That's of Thrones. That's dark. <laughs> do you, do you, you do know what the... Uh, there's a, there's, yeah. Sorry. There's the incest I, did, involved I take it back then. It's just like two powerful families coming together. Okay. I'm just excited no about incest. it. And I'm glad that Austin Rivers talked about it in the press. It really makes a fair game for me to he talk about He was also like, now I have to like, I, I've gone from having all these like cool sports cars to like having to do car seats and stuff now, right? Yeah. 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 I'm in on Austin Rivers. He also, I think he's going to be a great wizard. Apparently he's a car aficionado. And so he... Uh, but like, but the article, they're like, don't worry. He doesn't go in his Widowmaker Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> the baby goes in like the, the Range Rover, the Land Rover. Basically, Candace Why Rivers. Why do you have a car called a Widowmaker? I don't know. Why you is shouldn't. there? Why is there a car called a Widowmaker? I don't know. I'm just really happy for Austin. I feel like he's in a good headspace heading into this season. Yeah. And basically, That's Candace fine. wrote my favorite article of Let's of talk the to him a little bit about where he's at with his Zards. Yeah. Well, but look. This is, our, this is actually the beginning of our next segment. Bad chemistry watch. So, <laughs> how are you feeling about the Wizards? You're not going to get me to say one bad thing. They haven't played one minute yet of the 2018-2019. able to get you to say one five bad? minutes okay. after the first five minutes. Okay. Who are they playing this tomorrow? Experiment. They play Thursday, and I think it is. I don't remember now. Somebody in the East, I think. I'm glad we brought up scheduling remember. for just a brief aside. Uh -huh. The Lakers don't play until Thursday, the third day of the season. In Portland. And it's in Portland. It's so weird. Yeah. Saturday night at home, Lakers open their season. I guess that's like the real popcorn or something. The Heat at the Wizards. It's heat. A, I knew it was an East Coast team. The rematch of the uh, playoffs, right? No, no. They played. They lost to Toronto because they were the eight seed oh, last right. year because Sorry. they had such. The Heat lost to the Sixers. So let's talk a little bit about your guys. Sure, sure. So we've sure. got John Wall yes. saying, like, I like to go out. I'm not going to be afraid <laughs> of him. That's not his that. defining characteristic. Badly Beal put on attribute. 20 pounds of pizza and ice cream weight. But now it's off. And then took it off. Dwight Howard has a injury so Dwight Howard, it almost... He has a butt injury. Yeah, he has a butt injury. And he is now making lots of puns in the locker room. Austin Rivers... He's a funny guy. ...joins the team. <laughs> funny somehow. Uh, Jeff Green... Another who vet. Bradley Beal Back says is DC. as good as LeBron or could be as good as LeBron. He has breathed the same air as LeBron. That's true. <laughs> They've been on the same team. He He's helped, had exposure to LeBron. Yeah. He helped LeBron win a playoff game last year. Is Jeff Green um, on That's the a true fact. One game. Yeah. Jeff Green's on the Wizards now. Yeah, right? he is. Yeah. 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 Back, I'm back coming to home. DC. I'm coming home. This yeah. is good. This is these are all good things. These are all good ingredients. This is what the the problem, and I'm telling you this with uh an ounce of of uh sort of honesty behind it. The best version of the Washington Almost Bullets was the version when Paul Pierce was on the team uh -huh. because he provided. He provided the cryo chamber that is portable? Yes. Plus leadership, plus a winning attitude, plus credibility. Those guys needed that. I wish that the Almost Bullets had paid Paul Pierce, signed him to a $100 million contract to keep him around, make him a player coach, whatever was necessary to keep him around because he brought out the very best in those guys. After he left, they've not been able to, to find a replacement in terms of a veteran presence that those two guys can listen to and teach them how to win. Two guys from traditions where neither one of them really won. Now, Wall was on an unbelievable Kentucky team that lost, 
But uh, Brad Beal was at Florida, made it to like the Sweet 16 or something. Yeah. No, but no titles, right? right? right. These are not title town guys. Right. And they both want to be alpha dogs. It's pretty clear. The thing that they need is some veteran supervision. Dwight Howard is a veteran. Jeff Green is a veteran. Austin Rivers is kind of a veteran. Wait, I, I need to go back to this Dwight point. You're so you saying Dwight Howard and Jeff influence? Green bring the veteran well, stability that you've craved. Dwight Howard is a player that actually led a team to the NBA Finals. One decade ago. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> One decade ago. One decade ago. and like five ruined franchises <laughs> yeah. ago. And an endless number now of you, Skittles. You could point out that Jan Mahinmi has a ring. We're talking about all these players. We're talking about all these players. House, what, what ends first? Planet Earth or Ernie Grunfeld's tenure as the GM? Oh, oh Earth. Earth. <laughs> oh, my God. Planet Ernie Grunfeld is clearly GM for life. There is, there is nothing that, that he can't, can't do. Who's more important into this team's lack of success? Scotty Brooks or Ernie Grunfeld? Like, who's more instrumental in it? Yeah. In lack, oh, the lack of success. I wasn't prepared to concede that point. Um, it is uh, definitely Scotty Brooks. Oh, so you're, you're out on Scotty. I, I've been out on you him. You think Ernie's giving him the paintbrushes? I gave Scotty a 40-game run. He's just not. Okay. He's just not. He's I think from that a different he's era. probably a really good— um, Young guy coach. Young guy. I'd say he's a good yeah. like person manager and I bad tactician. he's a good assistant coach. Yeah, so he should be a number two. He should be a number two. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I agree with you. He, he just doesn't have—I I don't think that he's— I think he's neither crushing tape nor like diving into the analytics. And but they have an analytics team. I feel like Ted Leonsis it buys into the analytics. Sure, they have the vision thing that's up above. They they have all that stuff. <laughs> it just doesn't seem to bear any fruit. They finally are going to shoot threes. This is the big revelation. What they're, they're shooting threes? They're shooting three. They're going to shoot. They're going to average. They they are the number of threes they shot in the preseason would have them in the top one, two, or three position of the entire NBA if you extract it out that's over a good the course of the season. For these Why guys. not? Why know. not? Why not? Because they're a team built to score like in the weird mid range. John Wall is not like I'm not like oh I need him shooting way more threes. I but maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Okay. Let's move on to some other troubled Eastern Conference yeah, teams. Yeah, an activity we all enjoy. Not troubled, the Wizards. Like they're the not Boston troubled. Celtics. Worrying about the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> they may not be troubled, but there is some concern. Hey, I'm concerned for the Celtics. Seriously. <laughs> I was like, wait, really? No. Um, top concern, Gordon Hayward. Yeah, let's talk about didn't, him. Didn't love the quotes coming out of him uh, in the last couple of weeks saying that it was hard to watch his team have success. Destroying the locker room from within already. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> Sixers fan. Have- <laughs> um, revealed in Zach Lowe's great feature a week or two ago that he had to have a second surgery that set back his uh, recovery. That's similar to Andre Robertson, which I'm really bummed about. Um, and Gordon Hayward, who, who gives up minutes to get Hayward on the floor from the team from last year? It's gonna it's gonna have to be Tatum. It sounds like the rookie of the year is gonna have a sophomore slump. Uh, <laughs> I love I love Chris Ryan in this mode. <laughs> it's a shared distribution, I would say, right? I think Gordon Hayward probably is gonna be fine by All Star break. You know, like I think that that's like usually the I, I know that it, there were some differences between his break and Paul George's break, but generally guys need a little bit of time to get used to being back out there. The first time he goes for an alley oop, he's probably gonna be like ah, uh, you know, like so. I think it's gonna be a little while, but he'll probably get 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 back and he'll, the scary part is that he'll probably be playing at his best by the playoffs right also is it definite that Kyrie Irving resigns like he said I'm staying here I want to stay he's now reiterated it he's he said it privately and he said it at a ticket holders conference or do you meeting. think that's like a like a recruiting tactic to be like to other players to be like I'm gonna stay here well, okay, so this the recruiting tactic thing is interesting because and it just kind of comes back to Gordon Hayward but let's say they get off and they're they're having a great start. The Celtics are playing great. But let's say that the Anthony Davis market opens up. How heavy do you think the Celtics would like tread into that? Well, just to be clear, Alvin Gentry said yesterday or a couple days ago, there is no market for Anthony Davis. Right. They will not trade him. But should, I've heard that before should, about many other players. Yes. yes. Should the market open up? Um, yeah, I mean, who else puts together a good deal for Anthony Davis? Well, this is the the really interesting thing and why I think Kyrie is smart. Like Kyrie has demonstrated himself to be not just I'm chewing gum, sorry. Market <laughs> no market, problem. market savvy, media savvy. Here's the geologically the, savvy. I mean, that was funny. <laughs> he he kept it up. He he really stuck to the bit. He Are we really sure it was stu- a bit? 
really felt like a bit. I don't know. I think that he is, I think Kyrie Irving, year one in Boston, was like figuring out who he is and like what what this organization is because he'd only been with one team. I think year two, Kyrie Irving is a lot more um, coached uh, not on the court, but like in terms of his interviews and his media. And I think it's like a, a, a phase two of well, Boston Kyrie. Also I'm with you. Featuring the headband, which I'm, I love. The, the calculated move here, he is the most eligible Celtic to be traded. He's Kyrie. the Celtic that makes the most sense to trade. Kyrie. He recognizes this and says at the very beginning of the season, when it costs him absolutely nothing, I intend to resign here. Right. I am here for I you, be here my for Boston long-term. people. I am your guy. I'm going to be here for the rest of my career. And then when the Celtics trade his ass in four months, because that's really what makes the most sense for the Celtics in terms of a trade move, um, he can say, people of Boston, I loved my time. I was here. I was here for you. So far, we've had Gordon Hayward controlling. Kyrie Irving is on the trade block. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not moving off of that. Jason Tatum has to give up minutes. I, I don't want Tatum giving up minutes. I just want that to be clear. Uh, what do you think about contract year Rozier? I think contract year Rozier maybe doesn't like being behind Kyrie Irving. What about trading him? Well, I mean, he's... You don't I guess, get his bird rights, I though. feel like yeah. it's disrespectful to sources say to talk about Terry Rozier. Yeah, like he's Can not big really? enough to be no. on... No, okay. Why are we Let's talking about him? <laughs> Let's move on to another great concern, Shoal, that we always love. How will Carmelo Anthony affect the, the Rockets locker room? <laughs> How long will the honeymoon phase last? Everybody's saying the right things right now, right? It sounds like everybody's, it's all harmony in Houston. Houston's another team, though, that could make, they could, they could make enormous changes at the last minute if they try to get into the Jimmy Butler market. Earlier today, they want to be in the Jimmy Butler they, market. They I, I think be. that they would have to trade you. Eric Gordon and a bunch of other stuff, though. Um, I also, where do you guys stand on trading within your conference? Like, if you're the, if you're the Wolves, you're like only to the East? I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I don't, I think, I think it fine. depends on who picks up the phone at the Wolves at any given day. Sure. I, I think that the Rockets also, just regress. Like they had such a great season. I, I don't know. Do we believe that uh, that's going to last again? So you guys were talking about this the other day, I think, but it was like, that was a hard fought on over unders. You guys were talking about yeah. how it was like a hard fought 60 plus wins season for the Rockets. I think this is more of a like third gear season for them. I think that they know that the most important possible thing is that Chris Paul is healthy, healthy. in yeah. the Western conference finals. And if that means they may have to play a few more road games to get there, that so, so be it. So I think we're going to see some calculated, oh, Chris Paul's back's tight, so he's going to take 10 days off here. James Harden, his hammy's tight. He's going to take 10 days off here. I think that there's going to be a little bit more cycling down going. And I also think because of that, even if their record's not as good, you're not going to get as many, like, can all these guys fit together, right? Right. Because they're not going to play as much together. Right. That all makes sense to me. The other thing about Houston um, that I'm still trying to get my head around is on paper, the way it seems— they diminished their defensive capacity. The loss of uh, Ariza wasn't a big loss to me. He's a he's a um, he's a uh, an elemental part of a defensive strategy, and he knows how to play. So he's crazy smart defensively, he should be, and, and he can help that system. He's what your Wizards need. But Maba Mute was a serious yes. yeah. loss, and yeah. I still don't quite understand what was going on with their cap and whatever fit that they were imagining in Houston. I mean, it's Daryl Morey, so. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna genuflect. He's off but the I'm deep also, end. You know? right, he's off the deep end. Um, so if they're worse defensively, uh, and they're, it seems like they're gonna be worse defensively. I don't know how that translates into. I, but I think the Carme- Carmelo part is kind of irrelevant. Interesting. But what about if he's mad? What's he got to be mad about? I don't know. He's been mad on every team he's on. I think this is a team, the right uh, situation where he's finally with a player who's going to tell him to STFU. His good friend, Chris Paul. Correct. This is last chance saloon for him. Agreed. Um, in the reality TV world, we call that last chance kitchen. It's a web show for (laughs) Top Chef. House of Carbs Um, kind of show. We have to wrap up soon. Before we do that, let's do the sources say version of predictions. This is like geared, geared towards the internet because that's our digital medium. Okay. I want to talk about who will be the internet's reclamation projects yeah. and who will the internet be canceling. So this is like, basically who NBA Twitter will embrace and turn into a full hero. Happens every year. And who they will reject yes. and say, get this guy off my off my screen. Yeah. Oh, terrific. Previ- previous projects have included uh, Jokic, who's mm-hmm. really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like Nick Young. I think to Lakers. some extent, DJ McCollum. Yeah. 
I would say 3J is an internet guy. It's just sort of like who does NBA Twitter embrace? And yeah, cherish. I understand it. Uh, I think that Zach Levine in Chicago will be a big internet guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just think that he like he's a really bulked up since we last saw him play. There's not a lot of competition he's for attention. Sponsored by an optical company. Sponsored by an optical company. <laughs> I think the team has reason to put him front and center to like make him a thing. And I just think that he will be like cheesy enough to do it. I'm afraid to say this because um, I don't want to get punched, but I think he's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> the internet's so mad at you. I don't know if he'll be good, but like Nick Young has never been great and he's also been like a, a favorite. But yeah. Zach's internet. not enough of a flake. That's true. He's yeah. not like a, a He'll clown. have some great in-game dunks, but I don't know if he's going to be flaking enough. I, I, I like what you're, where you're going though. I feel like there's like, there's positive movement on Zach Levine's stock. Yes. It's yeah. trending upward, at least until it Christmas. It hasn't spiked yet. This is fun. Um, no. This one's a little bit of a long shot, but it's a personal project of mine. Yeah. Uh, it's Malik Monk. Mm. Oh, wow. Malik Monk, who I thought was going to be the best rookie in last year's class, so that's why I'm not a draft expert. Uh-huh. Um, I'm basing this entirely <laughs> off of one game that I saw him play where he scored 43 points or 46 points. I can't remember. Uh, Malik Monk did not want to go to play in Charlotte. Malik Monk's highlight of his preseason was forgetting to put on his jersey as he was checking into a game. But I believe. <laughs> I believe. I went by t- a Tate. I asked Tate, how does Malik Monk look? And he was like, I don't know, man. And that's all I needed. <laughs> so I feel like there's going to be juice for Malik Monk. I think Malik Monk's going to have like a breakout game that everybody's going to get really excited about. And he's, there's going to start to be some momentum for him. Tony Parker will be a good influence. I forgot that Tony Parker is in Charlotte. That's like one of the weirdest things about this NBA season. It's so minor, but it's just so strange. Yeah. Just the most bizarre new face, new team. Old I, face, new team. It's always fun. Can I throw one more name out there? Yeah, for please, please. Reclamation? Please. Not really. He doesn't need to be like, it's not a reclamation project. I don't think anybody was ever really out on him, but I feel like Dennis Smith Jr., is going to catch a lot of positive Luca vibes. Mm. I agree with and that. And a lot of positive Luca passes. It would be fun if if that if those like was a, a duo that we could just get behind. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Really, I, really into them. I don't think um the internet cares enough about this player, but <laughs> I personally am very interested to see whether or not Nerlens Noel in huh. OKC has Contributes. has anything to to suggest that yeah. he is a an NBA level player with an NBA level mentality and speaking and of last level. chance saloon yes yeah. last chance kitchen <laughs> yeah Orleans he was not Noel. particularly in, uh, liked how in can Dallas, he not make it work in Dallas right with Rick Carlisle well I think a lot of players haven't liked Rick Carlisle he's a strong personality and I think with it's especially a, tough to be a point guard for him. Yeah, there was. There's always been rumblings about that. I mean, great coach, and I think also, I like he's like the leader of the coaches' union, which I think is cool. But I don't know if it's great to work with him or as a player who's troubled or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, let's talk about who the internet's going to go out on. Yeah, uh, one that we didn't have on the list, but I want to ask you. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Much discussed in our draft earlier today. Well, it depends on whether or not you think that we are um, outliers. Mm-hmm. Or we are like influencers here at the <laughs> Ringer because I feel wow. like Chris is dicey. I don't want to say either. Be, I don't. I, I'm not trying. It's not about self mythologizing as much as sometimes I think we get a little ahead of ourselves, a little too wrapped up in the internal dialogue here. But like there has been a slow and steady sell off of Donovan Mitchell stock within our staff. Yes. I think it's fair to say. Yes. Now I still think he's a very exciting player. I think what he did against the Thunder was remarkable last year. He was like playing through injury and he was awesome. Juliet had an amazing night. Driving back from Malibu, listening to a Thunder Jazz game with David Locke losing his mind talking about. Uh, I will never forget that, <laughs> yeah. ever. It was like just, it, they were playing the Thunder and it was just, was that the game six or was that? I think it was, yeah, five or six, yeah. And it was like, it turned the series basically. Yeah. And it was just so wild. It was just like, it was like listening to like a sermon about Mitchell, like becoming Jesus in real time. <laughs> it was but crazy. Nothing gold can stay. So you're right. There's too much positive momentum for Donovan. I think it has to go the other way. Another person like that. Is it maybe Kyle Kuzma? Oh, it's Kuz. Really? I think the internet's going to turn on Kuz. I think because he was like an upstart and like there weren't a lot of expectations for him. He was the him. underdog. He was the underdog. Team wasn't that good. Everyone was like, oh, Lonzo's our savior. But then Kuzma turned out to be like a more serviceable player and more instantly fun. And I think there will be a real regression with that. I don't I don't know how Kuzma will do under like the the 
LeBron regime. I'm surprised to hear that. Um, I, I'm on the East Coast, so you guys are here in LA consuming yeah. constant coups. Ro- from the Rocky Mountains to the West. That's, the, that's, uh, our, that's our beat. Yeah, on the East Coast, there's no... Uh, no coups backlash? There's no coups sentiment. I, there's no pulse. <laughs> there's, no, there's, no, there's no positive coups either? There's no... There's no, no coups Laker, doesn't have a pulse. Lakersland is, is like an alternate reality. Yeah, yeah this true. is that, it. Like the, the realities so of, of the Laker world is just totally different. Like right. Kuzma is really important... And we're wishing that we let LeBron had always been here. <laughs> I think if, I mean, people have, I don't know, is the Kobe versus LeBron like tension even a thing right no. now? I mean, oh, only God, in Bill's mind so where he thinks Kobe's coming back for Christmas Day. Oh, nothing <laughs> makes me happier than that. I want to perpetrate that as well. I'm on record as, as supporting that. Um, I don't think so. Kobe's like going to Disneyland and like a lot of date nights with Vanessa. They go to the Hollywood Bowl. Like That's what he really wants you to see. You're saying that? Vanessa's on Instagram. That's what he wants you to see. His daughter's so tall. Oh, yeah. Not surprising. Yeah, like he shows clips of them playing basketball together. Um, I have another one. Does he like destroy his daughter in one-on-one? <laughs> probably. I don't think he's ever like willingly lost. So um, this is a controversial one that probably will hurt many of my friends in New York, my home state. But I'm just wondering if this is the last year of celebrating Porzingis if he's not fully healthy. Not. So that's interesting. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What to me makes the most sense for the Knicks is for him to not play this season. Right, Sheridan. Yeah. So how would that affect the sentiment that you're describing? I think it would it would help, I suppose. Like I just think he needs to be fully healthy and not like a letdown or like a false like a false start with him or something like that. He's so good. He's Take so, a season he's off. He's so good, but like can he physically sustain being an NBA player? I mean, I, you're not going to hear me second guess it because I'm a Joel Embiid fan and yeah. I need to believe that like bodies just get stronger as they get older. Mm-hmm. I'm living proof that that's not the case, but I have to believe it in the case of Chris Stapps and Joel because I just love those guys so much. I really want like another like true star in a yeah. big market. Like I, I would love it. It's one of the reasons I think Butler in Miami would be fun. Like I, I, it also completely changes the Knicks for the next ten years if he's yeah. like a unicorn. Yeah, not. and like is he someone? Does he help bring in someone like Kevin Durant? Like you know, I, I just think there's a lot of questions around him, and I wonder if like the internet will just like forget about him. Well, I th- I wonder if that so that the internet may forget about him. Although you he's not. got a real charm, and he does he? I think he does. The 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 ringer. Uh, what was it? KP in the city. Yeah. yeah, KP in the city was just terrific, and and it showed a diversity, an array of uh, likable traits. He's a man of the people is what I learned from from KP in the city. And he can do that. He already has New York in his hand. The best KP is the KP playing with other superstars for the New York Knicks in the 2019-2020 season. And I wonder this. What if the innovation, because the NBA is always innovating with our big men is – we look for a 60-game ceiling. We want 60 games that would out be of good. our best big That was big what he's 16, 17. He's, his, his games played have decreased by t- pretty much 10 to 20 games per season. So it's Great. 72, 66, 48. I want 60 out of KP, 60 out of Embiid. Those are they, yeah. those teams can win. Are you win. saying to shorten the season? What? <laughs> no, I want those guys to play less games. They can take nights off. Maybe rosters should be bigger so that you have more players. I love cycle, this. Cycle in and out. Nats, now we're talking. That's some innovation. Let's Thanks, have man. 18 team. That's what we do in California. 18 player rosters. We innovate and we breed stars. <laughs> yes. I'm off the deep end. I'm Juliette Litvin. This, I'm Chris Ryan. This has been Joe House, Hi. our special guest. Thank you, um, guys. Thanks for listening slash watching sources say. And keep watching NBA Palooza all day. Yeah. <laughs> 